Hello, Soap Chat listeners. Today is September 24th, 2019, and welcome to another episode of Soap Chat. We have so much to get to, but before we do, we have a brand new co-host on the panel. Everybody, please welcome Rodrigo. Rodrigo, how are you? Hey, hello, Soap World. What's going on? Oh, God. I'm just like, oh, wow. I can't believe I'm on a podcast talking about something I write about all day, every day. So thank you guys for this invite. I love it. I love it. You welcome. And you can can go ahead and turn off that um, I like to speak to your manager's voice you got going on. <laughs> I feel like I just called Best Buy. Don't worry about it. It's gonna be turned on as soon as we discussion. Don't worry. That was just my little professional. Let me get my little professional hard tip. Come on now. Let me just do a little that, professional that's how you first. That's how you sound when like that's how you sound when you go to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> short and your and your Buffalo chips is on cold. Rodrigo's voice just wanted me to read the terms and conditions. So, (laughs) anyway, so Rodrigo, tell us a little bit about your soap background, how you got into soaps, what are some of your favorites through the years, all that good stuff. Oh my God. How much time do you have? (laughs) I can talk about this like, okay, so 30 years ago. Ooh. My mama. It always starts with the mama. It does. Mama, uh, <laughs> mama knows that we get into something like this. So my first show was all my children. I think that's like every mine too. Childhood boys first show. I've come to realize all my children always the first majority of time their first show. Yeah. So I fell in love with, of course, you know, Susan Nucci, who, who didn't. Um, this, this glamorous little, this little short little white lady, who is <laughs> <laughs> a supermodel, getting married all the time, and just like getting into trouble, and her epic fights with Brooke, and I, I just fell in love with that stuff. And then like, AMC was my only show until September 18th, 1992. Oh, all right. The day the goddess arrived on General Hospital. <laughs> cool. Coincidentally, that was actually my first episode of GH was Vanessa Marcel's uh. first show on General Hospital. So I knew I had found the right show as a balance to all my children. And then I just started getting into like, once that was over, when I was homesick, I discovered, like, The Young and the Restless. I said, oh, there's more shows during the <laughs> That's how I was, too. <laughs> I was like, wow, there's more shows. And then we stuck to ABC. My mom would just stuck to ABC at the time. And so I started watching the CBS, and I was like, whoa, what is this, like, slow? It's a slow-ass show, Young and the Restless, when I was a kid. I always thought it was slow. But it looked good. And the same time, I was like, whoa. Who are these beautiful people? Oh, trust me, I'm older than 12 half stories now. Yes. <laughs> now I'm older than Like, y'all talk about it goes too fast. Well, that, you will live for a Bill Bell slow build storyline. You will live for that these days. But anyway, like, just I just fell out the Lush and Victor Newman and Nikki and Catherine Chancellor and 
and I'm bold. Stephanie Forster. I was like, oh, I'm in heaven. Like, that's when I just started. And I, eventually, I just started watching all the shows. I said, F it. Like, I was going to watch every show. Another World, One Life to Live. Mm-hmm. I, I just ate them up. As the one turned, got in like all of them. I ate all those shows. So, like, yeah, I probably was tell you, like, Yes, I couldn't get enough. I was like, this is what I was made to do was watch these shows. (laughs) And I was like, I, like, unfortunately, I was the only person I could talk to was either myself or my mom. But my mom worked a lot, so I couldn't hear talk to her a lot about the shows. And at that time, she didn't want me talking too much about her, about the shows with her. She was like, stop talking all that show. You talk to (laughs) you watch those shows too much. I was like, well, you're the one that introduced me to it. So, like, after that, I just, it was just, I just couldn't get enough of souls. And I'm still watching to this day. I know we got four left, but I'm still sticking with all four. So, like, I'm just going to tell them. you. Yes. <laughs> it was nothing better for me as a kid. Yeah. It was nothing better. I come home from school on a Friday, and it's a fresh, hot soap up and die just waiting on me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes. What is one canceled soap opera that if it came oh. back, you would just be over the moon? Oh my god. Oh. Well, I would say, like, all my children would be my, this was my first. Oh, my don't first go job, for that broke answer. Everybody, uh, we get it. Uh, all my children uh, and one left to learn. <laughs> but if I had to choose one, the show I really miss is my life to live. Like, that was, when that show ended, it ended on the, the most high note. Like, that cliffhanger, I was like, you know what? And the, the ratings for that, those last week, beat GH, 
showed everything they kept for. I mean, it's like, One Life to Live had it all to me. I, I just love those characters. Vicky and Dorian. And see, Robin Strauss said that on daytime. Like, that just brought a jolt to me. I was like, oh, I want One Life to Live back. I agree. I agree. It was in a lot better shape than all my children was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Like they were but even, you know, steel, like, even oh, the oh, last. We canceled all my children. Well, like, little girl, you got to take your ass home, too. Like, what? Even, like, the last four months of All My Children, I really enjoyed the last, like, four months. Um, but Thank you, Lorraine Broderick. Lorraine Broderick did that. She had a, oh, she had a scrap. It was far too late. <laughs> that show was dead when she got in there. You know, and it's so interesting because I thought, you know, the ratings really rose by a lot for all my children in those last three to four months. And now, you know, we'll hop into our hot topic here, General Hospital. The ratings have just declined to a point where it's now in fourth place. And our amazing... The Amazing Days of Our Lives, who is written by the writer, is in third place. So, let's hop into that. What do you guys think of ABC's last remaining soap opera in Dead Last? Well, like I said, Kim Kardashian said her name, what she deserves. Her name. <laughs> what, can, what, can, what can you say? Like, when you showcase... A bunch of newbies no one care about. You keep casting people no one care about. You have a storyline that won't go away. This wildy storyline. You are just getting to the conclusion. This storyline started when? A year ago. We don't have that much time these days to wait for a storyline to climax. Like, come on now. We well, should be doing see, three to six month arcs and move on to the first storyline. I love and a it, slow it, burn. I love a slow burn, but the show, if you're going to write a slow soap opera, it's got to be like Donna Swajetsky's Another World or Bill Bell's Young and Restless. It has to be slow and compelling. However, no. General Hospital is slow because they don't know what they're writing. They don't. They're making stuff up as they go. You know they keep switching these storylines. This Franco, crew, crew, whatever you want to call him, and Kim, that nutcase Kim. She got to go, and I love Tamara Brown. I love her, but she got to play in her face. Slash, she gave her that little tappy slash she gave her. She, oh, if Bob 
two-year-old thing, she would have punched it down right in her face. Okay? If my boozer was writing it, Liz would have fired her dead in her shit with a new yes. hand out of her mouth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid would be dead and gone. Like, she would be gone. But I, 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 just, I don't get this character. I don't get her. It, 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 I, I, like I said, I love Tamara Brown, but it's, it's not working, girl. It is not working. I know you tried. You, you pulled out a couple of performances when Oscar died. That was some good stuff. I'll admit that. But, yeah, girl. And the shallow conclusion. Oh, Shadow. Now, this has so much problems. Like, I like Shadow. I actually like that character. <laughs> just, they just didn't know what to do. They just did a bait and switch on that man. <laughs> no, well, I really like the actor, not the character. That character was shit from the beginning. That young oh. man should have been Nicholas or Lux. I know, but. Hey, look at it. Look at it. What you could have done to salvage that storyline, you could have played up on the re- the revenge on Sam to get on her dad, and then you know something like that, like this cult thing, and like and he started raping these women, and then uh, now everybody was beating his ass from Jason well, to Aiden was beating his ass, and like and now he said, did you hear the uh, podcast with him? Yet they gave like, the actor. Because y'all tell me how bad it is every day. They gave the actor a three-year contract. So, how in the world were they going to make Shiloh a character for three years? This is why the ratings are sinking because of decisions like these. How in the hell do you make the character of Shiloh? A three-year character. It doesn't work. There is no way you can redeem him. They, 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 they didn't have a plan for that character. They just didn't have a they plan. Redeemed, they could have redeemed him if they wouldn't have added that rape shit into it and they would have gave him a viable love interest. That would have been fine. And if, and it was short, no, you know, they, want, they wanted to make him yeah. grow. And you can make that fine-ass man grow. No. And then the worst of it all, we didn't get to this character... This damn Peter. God. <laughs> I, 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 I don't. And I like Wes. Peter is another wrong game. Wes was actually, he I was think. On, he was afraid on God. I thought he was afraid on that. He was. This, this is not the beat. This is not it, baby. This is not. Peter is like an ingrown toenail. It just they don't, they don't know what to do. Now he's about to be in the bad guy again. Now, you told me he wasn't. <laughs> you told me. He had nothing to do with Jason. Well, he didn't know about it. Now, him and Elena were conspiring to move each other. And now he's trying to kill Andre. He's trying to kill Sean. <laughs> And Anna is still out of town. I'm like, what is going on? 
The only person I know that keeps it 100 with him that I really like is Robert. Robert don't play with that little boy. <laughs> He's on his ass. And I'm hoping there's like some type of twist around there when Anna gets that because we need to get to the... Did they ever reveal that that's not even her son? I don't. I, mean, I forgot. You, I don't believe they have. We don't. Honestly, I forgot. It's been so long since ever been there. I don't forgot that. Yeah, I love to know the but I don't. I don't know who she thinks she is with these summer vacations. Like it's the night. <laughs> like, girl, who told you to go off and direct some documentary for three months once a year? Oh, I'm telling that shit. But and they brought Hayden back. That's another. Oh, that's another one. You got Rebecca Buddy back. You ain't done nothing with this. So, when, go ahead, go ahead. 
with General Hospital in the bottom place before we talk about Days of Our Lives, if it continues to hold on in that fourth place, or even if it goes back to third place, but only because it gains like 2,000 more viewers, what do you see as the future? Because obviously, ABC is not going to keep this show on much longer. Um, so what do you see as the future of General Hospital? Uh, he, too bad for five, right? Mm -hmm. I, I know he, he makes a lot of 15 steps. I get that. Saves money by hiring, you know, movie cheap actors. You know, a lot of them are recurring. Let's not forget that. A lot of these actors are recurring. So, at the same time, there's no new direction going on. You can change every right. Every right. These writers can retire all they want. <laughs> there's nothing going to change. There's always Frank and Baker in charge. I, I just don't, I can't predict the future for DH because every day there's something new, there's something stupid going on behind the scenes. I can predict the future. Go ahead, too. I can. You know what's going to happen? What? Right before your 60th anniversary, they're going to cancel it. And we're going to get Scott Bell and Mindy Cone host the damn gong show. That's what the hell we're going to get. That's what we're going to get, because they don't want to fire Nathan Martin. They don't want to fire Frank Valentini. I guess it's a, it's a cold day in hell. It got to be at least 32 degrees in hell right now. When I'm saying I want Bob Goose back. Oh, good cold day in hell. Oh, no. would admit, admit that he's gay, that maybe he and Nathan can ride off into the sunset with Maurice Bernard and go on a very long book tour. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Let me move my back. Wait a minute. <laughs> you said that Frank Valentini did what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not touching that. I didn't do nothing. I said... I, I don't know what to I said if Frank Valentini Frank who? Valentino. Who the hell? Who the hell thinks Auntie ain't gay? Please tell me. 
<laughs> well, we all, as the whole soap community collectively agrees. <laughs> Right, we gonna deny saying nothing, Frank. Don't come after me, Frank. Yes, please. Well, you know, look, we heard all the rumors about Tyler Perry. Cause you always see how he got some five minute his shows and his plays and stuff. It's the same thing with Frank. Everybody on one night to live, they had a penis was signed. Mm-hmm. And everybody on the got a penis to sign. He just, he just had a good eye. That's mm-hmm. all. So he got a good eye, all right. <laughs> He's got a good eye and he's got a hard nut for Maurice Bernard. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of that is a lot of that is those damn focus It's really interesting for me. Oh, no, 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 I take that back. When Vanessa Marcel came back, when her and Sonny, oh. Brenda and Sonny got married, I gave a fuck for about five minutes. Five minutes. I actually started not caring for Sonny about two or three years ago, so my hatred for him is a little more recent, which is interesting because, you know, I was like, okay, this is the Sonny character, this is who he is, whatever. The issue that I got is when the whole show about three years ago started truly being built around him. Yes, he was always a lead. Yes, we remember the Franz era when he was on more than anybody uh, else. But it really became about three years ago that it was sunny against all uh, odds, no matter what. It was general sunny hospital. It was everything sunny. Casey, where you been? <laughs> Well, and see, yeah, I don't it, agree. It I think that, that it's just that there's been more balance. It was, it was mapped out there. Yeah, I think there was better balance, and I think there was better writing for everybody on the canvas. So it didn't necessarily look like the show was the sunny hour. But now I feel like when I tune in, that it truly is the sunny hour because they have nothing. They feel as though they have nobody else to write for. Yeah, they put them in storylines that he has no business being in some of these storylines. Exactly. Who the hell do you think he is just marching in for the damn police station? Go interview a damn suspect himself and try to he's trying to get up on Cassandra. That little scene, I like Cassandra, he she gave her right back to his ass. So that was a little good, little good scene. But I'm like, what business did he have in that scene? Like, yeah, have nothing to do but pop up everybody's storyline. Like, that's, a, that's annoying. That's why I said they don't want him and Carly don't even have no storyline. He got this straight thing with them, and she's 75 years old and pregnant. Who wants to do <laughs> Nobody. 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 Who decided? I'm not even trying to. It's not even the ages with me. Thing with me, it's just like when you have to write a pregnancy storyline for characters whose children are all grown the hell up. You have lost. No, we saw this. Years. We saw this. We, have, we saw this. Why we go? Saw this. The minute when Corey got pregnant, we was in trouble. The minute <laughs> when got pregnant, we was in trouble. I've seen this shit before. Yes. Oh my God. Ooh, you said Richard Corey. Yeah. Oh, well, when 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 you, when you get an AARP card 
your period is late. Understand that. What happened? The baby got spina bifida. That's the big thing with the baby. But they don't even wait, 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 talk wait. about it. Now, hold on. <laughs> wait. Yeah, the baby got what? The, the baby got Sheila Carter. What the baby got? Spina bifida. Tiggs, you quit. <laughs> It's just gonna be Laura's Interesting. A couple years ago, when uh, Ava was pregnant with Avery, Maurice Bernard did that interview where he was like, oh, great, another kid. So what does he think of this one? I mean, you know what I mean? You slammed Ron Calabardi for giving you another kid, but yet this regime is doing it and you say nothing and you're fine with it. Go ahead and do this. They made him do this mess. I've done 10,000 times already. 
We don't have time to talk about that. <laughs> if, we, if we talk about that, this will be a three hour podcast. guys uh, think of former General Hospital actor Sean Blakemore and former Days of Our Lives actor Giles Marini joining the Bay. Do you think the Bay swooped up two good ones that these two other shows should have swooped back um, a long time ago? Uh, uh, Sean Blakemore, go back to GH. Free Sean. Free Sean first before you go on the Bay. Free Sean. <laughs> He was right. Ted. Remember we we saw his penis in the Sex and the City movie. <laughs> he had a lot of potential on days. They just didn't know. Yeah, didn't know what to do with him because him and Hope could have been hot. Him and Hope could have been hot, but Hope didn't get her back broke. I was like, damn, okay, what a waste. <laughs> Baby, 
Your teacher's not even like brother and sister. Yeah, your brother and sister. You're not mother and sister. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then she always has to put something on her face. She don't, have, she don't react to nothing. Nothing. Whether she's happy, sad, complicated, having an orgasm, shitting on herself. <laughs> same, same look. That's same same look. More arrested the, the, the performance of her life, man. She just stood there just watching her drag face. This is a crazy like, What is going on? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they wasting that fine ass Donnell Turner on her. Donnell Turner's so goddamn fine. Ooh, they they wait, that's why I said. That's why he is the Malcolm Winters. He is the Malcolm Winters that we deserve. Curtis, Curtis and Lord, they can do something with Curtis Lord. That's another Speaking of good chocolate in daytime, Michelle Morgan is back at The Young and the Restless. Good. It was a good introduction. 
Hockenheim, Brighton shared that first game together. You saw that electricity between those two. They still have it. It never went away. No matter what, they try to destroy those two together. But I'm enjoying it so far. Her name, what's her name? Amanda Sinclair. I love that name, though. So on the grading scale... On the grading scale of A to F, though, where do you mark this return? Because I've got to be honest, not just the character, but when you also factor in story, I'm going to give it a B minus because I don't think Elena and Devon were built up to the point that they should have been before Amanda came on. And I think that is really... <sighs> Because it's obvious they want to place this triangle front burner sometime either later this year or early next year. But they haven't built it up enough. And I think that kind of hurts Amanda's introduction. But what saves it is, of course, Michelle Morgan. Mm -hmm. So I what is your official grade for the character of Amanda and the story and Michelle's return overall? Seeing the show, guys, always an A for me. But the story overall, I'm gonna give it a solid B. Um, it's you know the chance angle. I wish they would you know get chance in there too. Maybe they would have like boosted it up a little bit. Um, I think they need to add Nate in this triangle. This eventual uh, Devon Elena Amanda triangle. Add Nate on there. That can give you reminiscent of the early nineties, Neil Manco. Oh yeah. Very much so. So so that would probably salvage, you know, them not really playing on the bottom later because, you know, them two are kinda boring to me, but like this kind of like Well but the archetypes It's interesting that the archetypes are there. Because, you know, to me, Amanda can be the Drusilla and Elena can be the Olivia. Because, Olivia, hello, there you go. Yeah. Because Elena is very soft, but it looks like if you hurt her just enough, she'll be pushed over the edge, just like Olivia was. Yes. Oh, of course. Elena already said she's from, like, another city in Wisconsin. We already know she's from Milwaukee, like I'm from. She's from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and she's a little red. Elena's a red. Don't get it twisted. Now look, yeah, she light skinned and she pretty, but she a red. Now once that Amanda St. Clair could sniff around her man, oh she oh she, she gonna get this yeah she gonna show out she gonna show out because she gonna be like she gonna be like wait a minute I know I'm acting all serious first but this motherfucker got money and he paid off my two loans uh uh-uh, he can't have them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well wait, well wait till she finds out that Amanda looks just like Hillary, then that really gonna get that to how I get. I cannot wait for that. Like, I think, you know, Elena's been on the show seven months. She hasn't been properly fleshed out. Thank you, Josh Griffiths. Kiss my ass. <laughs> um, but her and Devon, they're at a point where they need a little bit of angst. Because Devon does care about her and stuff like that. I think it's going to be one of the things where they're going to be together and she's going to end up cheating on Elena with a man. Because, you know, yeah. Devon's a hub. Or, you know, he, he did it with Tyra, he did it with him, oh, but he a hoe. You know, he, he can't help it, he a hoe. <laughs> but, you know, he's going to want to be like, you know, I want to take this to Atlanta, and blah, 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 blah. 
he just ain't gonna be upset because he couldn't stand Hillary at first either. And look where that got him. So it's gonna be the same thing. It's like because it's like it's one of those things where it's like he he doesn't like Amanda because of the situation currently, but he also doesn't like her because she looks almost like Hillary. It's like Hillary. And that's sure. it's like, it's like he, he just like he's attracted to her because she looks like Hillary, but he, you know, he, he hates her because of that. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to get to know who and that's what it's going to be. I want to know who Amanda's eventually going to be. Is she going to be a twin sister? Is she going to be a twin sister? I want to be a twin sister. I really want to be a twin sister. Yeah, I'll be a twin sister situation. I won't mind that. I'm like, okay, whatever. I would love it. Like I said, either yeah. Ray Turner could have could have gave her up for adoption, adoption, or it could have been like a parent trap sort of thing where you know maybe Amanda's daddy took her and he left Hillary uh, with you know with Rose yeah, with, the, with the wrong with the wrong mama. Yeah. like you never know, and that would be a whole thing. That would be a whole thing for Amanda because she'd be like, "Damn, you mean to tell me I had a twin sister and now she dead?" Well, damn. I did have a question. I did have a question for the both of you that kind of relates to this story. So I just watched the episode. I'm a little behind, but I just watched the episode where Jill came to Genoa City to talk to Devon about this face-to-face. And they're listing off the people um, who they think could have done it. You know, they're like, oh, Mackenzie or Philip or... You know, anybody connected to Catherine. However, they didn't mention Brock, which is a huge glare of omission these past couple years since Bo Kazer died. So does that mean that Brock is dead in the YNR universe, even though nobody has ever said anything? Yes. Yeah. Brock did. Brock did. I mean, they haven't, they, they haven't, I don't think they said anything, but Brock did. I mean, you know, unless, unless, you know, this, well, this is John Greer we're talking about, so they might do something where they might, maybe they'll bring Brock back with another actor. Because, I mean, when, when Catherine died, when Catherine died, like, Brock was a mission in the wing at all. Yeah, they could play that out. Like, he was so mad. He was already, like, you know, he was already dead. I just found that I just found that very interesting because I mean I think it's I think it's bullshit because they like oh well Tucker McCall hey David Sherman James Will I don't buy that like David Sherman was pretty much around Catherine his entire life because Mitchell Sherman was always Catherine's lawyer until either he died or retired or whatever and David became part of it. Like, he got paid a king's ransom to represent Catherine and all the other rich people in town. So you mean to tell me Tucker McCall came along and said, what? I'm going to give you $7 million if you leave everything to my son. This is stupid. Like, he he wouldn't need the money. Like, what, 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 he wouldn't need the money. This is stupid. It doesn't make any sense. It makes sense as Josh Griffin said because he has to say something justify why he's doing this. And then, like I said, with Chance, Chance is always the deputy you do right. So you mean to tell me sometime over the last six years, he, he was just like, oh yeah, I want my goddamn money. If that's the case, Chance could have contested that will six years ago and he did. Because he was more worried about, you know, putting away the bad guys than going to club naked. 
Well, but then I wonder, you know, how would Sally Sussman have approached this story? Because, you know, she came out and said in her Michael Fairman interview that she didn't like how the Devon stuff happened for him to become a billionaire. So how do you think Sally Sussman would have tackled this story? Had she told her? It is. Because I, I don't remember her leaving Chance anything in the wheel. And that doesn't make sense because, like, you know, they always told us this bullshit about, oh, how Catherine is such a great businesswoman and blah, blah, blah. You can kiss my ass. Most of that money came from Phil Chance. I thought she was doing stuff like that under Mal. Didn't Mal mention that with her money, she was off with all these charities and organizations? I thought she was doing stuff like that. But, but no, I'm just saying, even if she was, like, I think Catherine just left her a little bit. I think it was some sort of line. She, she left up something in the Chancellor Foundation or some shit. Because that was when Clementine Ford was playing that. Ugh, so don't, don't, don't remind me. <laughs> Why you have to do that to you? Oh, jeez. I almost forgot about that. Bitch. I almost forgot about that. Oh, oh Clementine, Clementine Ford wasn't that bad. She wasn't worse enough. Like, I didn't really care for Kelly Kruger. She she was fine now when she came back the last oh. time. Because it was Kelly Kruger, it was um, Clementine Ford, and it was enough. Ashley Bossom. Oh, I loved Ashley Bossom. No, 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 no. Not Ashley Bossom. No, it was another. I think it was Full Max. It was Ashley Bossom. It was um, Clementine Ford. It was Kelly Kruger, and I think it was another. Wait. Hold on. That was about to marry um, Bill. Oh, that was. um, That one. What's her name from? Jennifer? No, not Jennifer. I know. There's so many recasts. Oh, Lord. I can't remember. Hold on. I'll. If it will load, then we can find out the answer. But <laughs> okay, let's see here. So let's see, Ashley Kelly. Oh, Rachel Kimsey. I forgot about her. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, the ocean. Yeah. God, oh, see, that's why I didn't remember. He forgot about her. Yeah, that's why I didn't remember. That's what when we were when we were talking the first episode. When we were talking about well, we were talking about uh, Ashley Jones. And I forgot it was like a bridge between Ashley Jones and Jennifer Finnegan because she was so awful. But yeah, like, when somebody so awful, you forget. You forgot. I forgot. I'd be like, oh yeah, that was, though. Hmm. <laughs> 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 
Well, let's continue with our young and restless talk in a way. Um, Eileen Davidson appeared on Watch What Happens Live, and Andy and she talked about Lisa Vanderpump uh, not coming to the season nine reunion of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And Eileen called it a pussy move, and that made <laughs> Real Housewives fans attack Eileen. And then, furthermore, Lisa came out with her own statement clapping back, saying that Davidson was fired, but then Davidson said she left the show because they wanted to demote her to a friend of the show and not keep her on as a regular. What in the hell do you guys think of all this mess? Rodrigo, we'll start with you. You don't come for Ashley Abbott OG Christopher Never, Susan Blake, Arlene Davidson, Lisa Vanderpump. You don't do it. Lisa's still salty from what she did by leaving the show, not going to reunion. Of course, it was a pussy move. I agree with that. It is what it is. I mean, Lisa never, she never owns up to stuff. When people call her on stuff, she always defensive. She always want to take the bed. She, and then she wants to have you pay back about she got tired. And they said, come on now. No, you're still mad. You're mad. You're still mad. Just let it go. You're a pussy move. Why did you go to the reunion? Why did you quit? I've seen worse people. I've seen other franchises, people getting worse fights than you do. And they still made the answer to the reunion, at least, before they quit the show. Well, and Lisa always claims that she's... You know, the one who can't be messed with, the big girl on campus. But I'm sorry, I agree with Eileen. It is a pussy move because you look like a pussy. I mean, if you're not going to show up to just a two-part reunion special, come on, Lisa, get out of here. The best. Eileen? I, I agree. I'm too, I'm Eileen. I am too. Me too. I am too. <laughs> I'm like, Lisa, girl, you just... I mean, you fuck that. I am daytime royalty, and I have the Emmy to prove it. You're not going to demote me. She's got the Emmy. She's got the booking. Because I ain't throwing tables and chairs to people and shit. You ain't going to do that. They put it like that. They put the mirror on that damn show. That's what they call it. They thought she was there, she'll be Chris the mirror. Andy had a fantasy and was saying, like, you thought, that's how she was at home. She ain't like that at home. She acted for me. She's not going to be like Christopher America. Right, right. Like, I need to be a string of her husband up like Keith Brady or some shit like that. Like, no. You want to give me a baby? Like, no. You don't make me a friend of the show. Be at work. That's my job. You ain't going to be a friend. I'm going to be a friend of my job. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, I wish you went back with that shit on. It's, I really I, like, I would love it if Ali went back to Y&R full time, had a love interest and decent storyline, but we ain't gonna get that. Mm -mm. I, I, I take it further. I wanna. Ooh, I, I love Stacey and I do. I really do. But if I had to choose, <laughs> if Ali was free, to me, to me, it's the best of both worlds. I would want her playing both. No, I, I like Stacy is doing a great job over a day. I love Stacy. Maybe she can be Susan, and then I think it'd be Chris. Come on, man. 
You know, and I will say that I love, I absolutely adore Stacy's Susan. Susan, I think, you can't tell with Eileen or the way she plays yeah. Susan. I would think, I thought it was Eileen for a second. When she was exactly, playing. yeah. <laughs> so, like, what do you make a difference? Like, you would see, you know, that's, and then, you know, but I, I, I guess, but she only went making special guest star role uh, <laughs> in the rest Anyway, now we move on to a sad topic as we remember Guiding Light. Uh, a couple days ago, it marked the 10th anniversary of it ending after 72 years and 18,262 episodes. So, Tiggs and Rodrigo, what are some of your favorite Guiding Light memories as we reflect on its 10th year anniversary of airing its final episode? Oh, oh my God. Okay. Well, one of mine was when, like, you know, Maureen read Lillian and, and um, yes. <laughs> and yes. Uh, when she found Anybody minds when you say that Jill did an amazing job at Guiding Light. I don't think anybody minds that. In fact, I think it's the one soap everybody cuts her slack on because oh it was gorgeous. I mean, do we all remember the theme song? And yes. da, 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 Me alone. Da, da. Me alone. <laughs> I mean, but also, also, though, also, though, like, Jill was more on a leash back then. She definitely yeah, was, that, yeah. That was, because she was, was a little bit that, newer. That was back when that Nicky yeah. Dwyer Robin was yeah. and soaps and stuff yeah. like that. Like, she was on a leash. Exactly. Yes. Well, and Jill, at the time, yes. Jill didn't have 47 soap operas under her belt. So it wasn't like she was just going to come into Guiding Light at the time and do whatever the hell she wanted. Because I think a little part of her still had something to prove to everybody else, right. especially breaking in to a business that, even though it was made for women, it was still major male players dominating the market. Yeah. So I think Jill still had something to prove. But by the time she got to General Hospital, that all went out the window, and she did whatever in the hell she wanted to. Yeah, she lost her damn mind. Oh, she lost her damn mind. But, 
Plus, she had some great writers behind her. Oh, like, God, yes. People forget about Patrick Mulcahy, Nancy Curley. And I love Nancy Riley. Curley. Yeah. Uh, they had the, 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 the best of the, the creme de la creme of soap writers back in those days as well. And that's what made the show great, too. Well, the and writing. then, you know, Nancy's husband, Stephen uh, Demarest, and... Demarest, yes. Yes, and Williams Watt, and Millie Taggart, and Leela May. I mean, Guiding Light was just so perfect during right. that era. Right, yes. Ross, Holly, and Blake, and Beverly McKenzie's... Oh, my and God. Holding, and you had the Lewis... I mean, we had lost... They did it with Bob Reba. They did it with Bob Kimzerman. You know, Kimzerman was the... Be all end all that show, and then when she landed, I was gonna go down the train, and but no, 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 that's <laughs> about this league because those years just were fantastic. The, the arrival of Dinah, Wendy Moynez was my Dinah, was Wendy Moynez. I know Gina, they have some Gina fans, but Wendy Moynez was my Dinah, the way she came into town from Paris, so mm-hmm. like, and Buster Captain Hart fan, oh yeah, yes. Yes, deserved their capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> that bad stripper casting, <laughs> that bad casting, it was her fault. Well, and then uh, some other characters that I loved outside of that era was Nola. I loved Nola. What a hot mess of a flawed character. When she tricked uh, Kelly into believing it was his child she was pregnant with, and uh, and her dreams, and she and Vanessa fighting when they have the same gown on, everything. I mean, uh. Oh, no, no. she end up, like, kidnapping uh, Buzz <laughs> later in life? She did something vile, vicious in her later years on the show. I forgot. And so then... We can just skip over Ellen Wheeler's era and why aren't you say in the bushes? <laughs> Kim Zimmer and the Moo Moo and Flip Flops. <laughs> Sixty year old pregnant Reba. Oh yeah. I don't. Well at least, you know, the good thing is is at least Harley paid her bills. I gotta say. At least oh, Harley was on the right side oh, of the I law. I got so damn sick of Harley paying her car note and paying bedroom. And, 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 uh, she did her taxes uh, well. <laughs> paying damn SBC Ameritech. I got those things up paying them damn bills in that tiny ass house. <laughs> <laughs> my whole thing is like, you have children. You have children by Rick Bowers, by Phil Spaulding, mm-hmm. by Dylan Lewis. And ask them if you want welfare. What the hell? You got no money coming in. You got no, no child. You ain't got no money. No goddamn money. <laughs> oh, no, that's why Beth Ellen, she got the hell on us. She was like, I ain't paying these people. I'm going to a studio for dressing. And then she had that, that, that awful character on all my children. No. <laughs> we don't have to she discuss all my children. She should have been goddamn Haley Santos. Well, she no. was in hate. Like, she was in perfect for that role, but no. Ooh, they didn't want to get Haley because Kelly Ripper. Take your ass home to Amanda. 
Did y'all like San Cristobal? Oh, I did. I love San Cristobal. I, I love that storyline. You didn't know yes. like I did. It, you did? I did. It was, it was oh. Shakespeare compared to the last five years. But, oh, my God. <laughs> I loved it. Loved San Cristobal. Oh, it's Barbara Santiago and Mama Sa- oh. oh. Do you nice all story. remember the Fifth Street Fire? And how, oh, Maeve, yes. and how Maeve Kincaid was forever robbed of that Emmy Award? Oh yeah, we're, we're Matt. Um, yes. Got together. Oh, we're Matt together. Because <laughs> I ain't like Matt. I ain't like. I don't oh, I love You know, it's I so funny. I actually, I contacted, um, I spoke to she and her husband um, a few years ago, and she's doing good. Um, she said she is just writing now, and she does a lot of poetry work and everything else. And, she, um, you know, I asked her if she missed being in front of the camera, and she said no, that she loves her life the way it is now, and it kind of reminds me of Victoria Wyndham because, you know, Victoria Wyndham is fine with the life she has now. She doesn't care to be in front of the camera or anything. Yeah, they're, they're, they're enjoying it. I know, she's kind of crazy now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I know she's kind of crazy. I haven't heard from her in 20 years when that show ended. I have not seen her in public. I haven't seen her anywhere. She hasn't done no, I think she's done a mother series. Or guest on. Well, she did. doing um candlelight theater. Well, she did that episode of um. Dinner theater. I think she does the dinner theater. She did that episode of Law and Order, didn't she? Like in two thousand seven or something. Oh, mm, I don't remember. I haven't seen her. That would be a good idea. Yeah, I As we come to a close, um, I would like us all to go around and uh, say something to wish Matt Hanvey well. Uh, so, oh, fan Matt Hanvey. Oh, uh, man, get well soon, boo. He did get reveal well, on man. Twitter that he had a stroke. We love you. He you did. are going to get through this. You are going to be just fine. Yes. Yes. I can't wait for another video, man. That's oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 that's how much you're going to be good. You're going to be great. You're going to be... Shady bitches don't die. 
shady bitch on And you know... You can't keep a good shady bitch down. You know he is probably telling those nurses and doctors to leave his ass alone for 30 minutes so he can still watch Bold and Beautiful. <laughs> Talk about it. Well, we love you, Matt. We love you, and all of our well wishes and prayers are with you through this difficult time. We know you will pull through. Um, anyway, speaking of social media, Tiggs, where can our listeners find you on social media? The best, 11985, talking shit. <laughs> and what about you, Rodrigo? Right at, at Rodrigo1993. My, my Twitter fingers never stop, so you know what I'll be doing. And you can find me at Clone Riva, and you can find our show on Twitter at Soap underscore chat, and you can also get connected with us on Facebook at Soap Chat Web. And we will see all of you awesome soap fans next time on a new episode of Soap Chat. Bye. See, Rob, we still just went so bad. I love that. I love it.